day and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. Great, thank you. You can be seated. Just want to say a quick shout out to Pastor Felix and Ella, who are here from the Solomon Islands. Let's just give them a big welcome. <laughs> How's the weekend been, hey? So good? Bit of rain yesterday, sun today, super, a lot of fun in the afternoon. Um, I'm going to share a few thoughts this morning on the subject of personality and character. Um, so let's just pray and we're going to get into some scripture. Father God, we thank you so much for this day. It's a day you've made. We are glad about it and uh, we're grateful for everyone here this morning. God, the person to our left and right, Lord, I thank you that you bless them today. Uh, God, that we all get, re- receive some clarity from you, some understanding um, and also some direction. So Father, I thank you for this great church, these great people. Lord, bless them. Uh, show them what you have for them next to do. And uh, we thank you for this time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Call this personality and character. And often in um, church circles and Christian teachings and books and things, there's a lot of talk about character, uh, which is really good. It's a good thing. Um, And often it's always kind of this weighty, heavy subject, you know, like, well, he's a, he's a man of character or, um, you know, you've got to build character or something bad happens, you know, and then everyone, you know, tries, tries to placate you with, uh, well, it must be character building, you know. So there's this concept of character, which I'm not saying is, is wrong or untrue in any way. Um, yet there's other aspects to our character that I thought, I'm just, we're just going to do a little bit of, um, uh, you know, surgery, I guess, on, on character because it's such a godly thing and we all want to have a, a character that is intact, a godly character, a character that is uh, one of integrity. Um, and so, but we need to understand more about it uh, in our pursuit of God and in, and in our walking forward in life to kind of actually get what we're supposed to be doing rather than just going, oh, if something bad happens, well, I guess that's character building. And then, because uh, we all think that we're fine. Who knows that we assess ourselves based on our intentions and we assess others based on their performance and so uh, we none of us tend to assume that our character is flawed because uh, we've always got excuses for the things we do wrong um, and then we, but we tend to assess other people's characters and so to strengthen our own character we need to start to work out where the cracks are and the fissures and how and how to fix that uh, if we're actually going to build a strong character our version of a strong character is not necessarily a strong character if you're not sure about that ask everyone around you um, so that's where we need to just kind of delve into it a bit and because of our theme verse this year that comes, it's in the foyer on the way in and out, um, that out of Daniel 11 that says, those who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And I love that, the fact that knowing God gives you strength and then you'll be able to carry out great exploits. It's not just that we're trying to achieve great exploits for ourselves so that people remember our name or, you know, there's, there's bronze statues. Who knows that Alfie Langer's finally, there's talk of him getting a, a bronze statue in Suncorp, uh, Big Alf. Uh, so that, you know, it, it's not that we're all trying to do that. 
Um, but what, what are we trying to build when we look at character? Knowing God is a great thing and it will give us strength and we'll be able to do great exploits. But I want to actually personalise character today because often when we talk about it, there's no, there's no, there's no colour or flavour to it. It's just somehow weirdly strength. You know, someone that's character. I make decisions. I tell the truth. I love what Pastor Kristen said about being in love. You know what I mean? That this revelation of loving people even before you know them. You know, that's I've been having the same thought this week. Out of Ephesians four fifteen, talks about uh, that speaking the truth in love, and how maybe if we're not actually in love with someone, we may not be ready or prepared, or or it might not be the timing to actually speak the truth if we're not in love with them. That we need to prepare our hearts that until I, until, I'm not just trying to speak the truth to correct you, make myself look better or anything else like that. I'm actually speaking the truth in love. I'm in love to speak the truth until I'm at that place where I'm actually cheering you on and I'm actually wanting it for your best, not for my best. Uh, then maybe I'm not ready to speak the truth. Maybe we're not ready to speak the truth yet to people that we're still ticked off with. Maybe go back to God first until we can get in love. And then we can speak the truth. Anyway, just a thought that I've been chewing on this week, and it was great that you, how you uh, brought that out this morning. Who knows that in character, we tend to think about it in terms of rules. Like it's like a man of character, oh, like this is, I'm a man of principle, so I do this and I don't do that. And it's always like furrowed brow and serious, you know. But for someone who character, who knows that when you talk about someone who's a character, it's not, well, they do everything right and nothing wrong. If, mate, if that guy's a character... It's because there's personality there. You know what I'm saying? We're going to look at Matthew 6 and the amplified version in verse 31 to 33. Matthew 6, 31 says this. Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy or distracted, saying, what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink or what are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, but do not worry, for your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Verse 33 says, But first and, f- and, mo- and Im- most importantly, seek, aim at, and strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. All these things we're seeking, says, or we're wanting, man, food and water and everything else. And he says, seek God, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. Who knows that God's got a way of doing it and he's got a way of being. And it's not just doing the right thing. There's actually color and flavor in the way God does it. When he does something, it's like when you do something, we could all swing a golf club and there would be Several hundred versions of how that looks. It's your way of doing it versus your way of doing it. There's a way to cook an omelette and there's your way and your way and your way. And there's a way to do all these things and there's God's way. And it's not just right and wrong. It's also full of color and flavor and personality. Who knows that when you talk about someone who's a character, there's personality in that. I want to tell you today that God's not just a rule book, that he's actually got a personality, that in seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, it says his way of doing and being right, there's an attitude of God and there's a character of God, and he's a character. There's an attitude of God. We tend to think of, well, I'm obeying God, so I turn up somewhere and I tell everyone who's wrong, I try and do the right thing. That's very minutely what God is about. 
He's actually, when you turn up and you, if you're seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness, are you bringing his attitude, which is one of love and blessing and forgiveness and joy and peace? And are you bringing his character? And that's what I love about why when Jesus came to the earth, that he wasn't the thought police, that he actually brought God's character. He was a character. It talks about that he was anointed with the oil of gladness above his fellows, says in the old King James. You know what I mean? He had joy. He, I mean, he brought the party when he came. In, in, I think it was the beginning of Luke 15, it says that he, it, he came to this town and all the sinners and tax collectors come. Who, know, who do you know of a preacher rocks up in a town and all the non-Christians turn up to his gig? Because it's that good. I mean, this is Jesus, right? So he's a character. Who knows that when you send the boys to the other side of the lake, he could have got the other side without them seeing him. But he, he'd say, oh, I'll, just, I'll just walk across. Like, that's a character, man. God is a character. Old Testament. He could have just kind of done a more, an easier way to get him across the Red Sea. But he's like, okay, no, I'm going to wait till they freak out, till they actually realize it's me. And then... What you, I'll get the stick, like do it kind of Lord of the Rings style, Gandalf. Okay, Moses, grab your stick, hold that. Everyone's thinking you're an idiot. I'll, I'll make you look good, don't worry. And then like Red Sea part, like because God's a character. God the Father's a character. And we need to understand that we really do need to understand that we need to seek the character of God because there's characteristics. I looked at this, I'm, I'm not that smart, I just went to the dictionary. And in the word character, let's have a look at some of the things that it says. The aggregate of features and traits that form the individual nature of some person. So it's traits and your individual nature. One such feature or trait, a characteristic. Moral or ethical quality, a man of fine, honourable character, for example. Qualities of honesty, courage, or the like. Reputation, good repute. I love this one. An account of the qualities or peculiarities of a person or a thing. So it's, you know, you, you, I don't, you can't see you all from up here, but you're all pretty peculiar, you know. <laughs> the qualities, an account of the qualities and peculiarities. You've each got a character. Informal. You're odd, eccentric, unusual person. If we go to the next one, then it talks about other definitions. This is just straight out of the um, dictionary. Adjective. In theatre, representing a personality type. See? Personality type is involved in character. This is just dictionary. This isn't my opinion. Especially by emphasising distinctive traits as language. Mannerisms is part of personality, which is part of character. How you do something is part of your character. Not just what you do. How you do it. How will you turn up to work? Well, I was here. I clocked in. No, no, but there's so much more person. If you think that's enough, then ask your boss. There's so much more personality that you're oozing whether you realise it or not. And there's so much more you can ooze. And it is oozing. Your language, your mannerisms, your physical makeup, your your makeup. Some people do look like a character, strange character with a makeup on. Of an actor or an actress acting, specialising in such roles, in character. So if someone's in character, it means they behave according to what you know of them that is usually what they're like. You know what I mean? Well, so-and-so does that. It's, yeah, and someone asked me about um, something Josiah did. 
can't see him, so it's all right, throwing him under the bus. And they said, is that, is that like, you know, it, sounds, it seemed a little bit strange. And I said, no, 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 that sounds like him. Why? Because I know him. <laughs> and it's in character. Or if, you, if someone knows you to be a certain type and then suddenly you do something random, then that's out of character. Out of character. Out of harmony with one's personal character or disposition. Her remarks were out of character. Away from the role of personality assumed in a performance. So... This is, this is the whole gig. We have thought it's the rule book, right and wrong. And if we kind of do the right thing, you know, and if we step out of line, God will tell us or we'll hurt ourselves and then we'll get back on the right track. But I want to tell you, the Bible is not about just the rights and wrongs. It's actually about God, uh, who he is, who he is. Don't we say that it's about knowing God? Not, not just knowing his expectations, knowing him. Who knows that so much in life, it's not just the rule books, it's the interpretation of the rules. It's the outworking of the rules, right? That's why we've got all these lawyers and things like that. There's laws. It should be pretty easy to broker those deals. Like, there's laws. No, but there's interpretations. There's expression. There's actually personality in law. In, you're in laws. There's personality. Maybe too much personality. It's like there's, and, and this is the art of life, is the structure and then also the soft skills. Who knows that we've all got a skeleton, we've all got the same bones, same structure. It holds us up, we need it. But it, but it shouldn't all be skeleton. If someone's just skeleton, you can see all the bones, you're like, you need some nourishment, you need some personality on that. But who knows, it's not just all personality. There are some rules. We still need some bones and some hard structures. You know what I mean? Otherwise, we'd just be all blobs. Even more so than we are now, we'd just be all blobs on the floor. You know? So we need some structure and then we need some flesh. We need some skeleton with some bones and then we need some flesh. When Jesus came back and the, the disciples freaked out, he said, handle me, touch me. A spirit doesn't have flesh and bone like I have. Because they weren't sure what he was. I mean, the guy raised from the dead. It's pretty freaky. Why? Well, in our life, I want to encourage you this morning not to get too hung up on the rules. Now, I, that's not a license to do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. There's consequences. It's a no-brainer. But what I'm saying is put some flesh on the rules. Put some, some meat, some personality into what you're trying to impart, what you think your life stands for. You know, like Anita. She's not just going like this to the kids, like, don't do the wrong thing. She's, she's, she's putting flesh on that and, and, and squealing <laughs> and, uh, and paint and glitter and all kinds of stuff like that. Why? Because that's how, we, that's how things are communicated. If, if some, the, the tragedy of, of the generation that is coming up under us is that we have beliefs, but they haven't felt our beliefs. We know what we believe, but then suddenly kids grow up and you're like, oh, and they don't realize what you believe because you never put flesh on it. You never put colour and flavour. It was just an internal belief that, that it was just too rule without it being too personality. And I'm gonna t- I want to tell you today that some of you, you wanna, I know your heart's for other people. You want to preach the good news and, and evangelise and see others one to Christ and it's not going to happen with your rules. Them not breaking the law is not going to see them one to Christ. I tell you what will 
is speaking the truth in love. It's, telling, it's actually putting your personality on the rules that are around your life. It's actually putting this personality, which is part of character. You want to walk with godly character, you've got to put some personality on that, all right? Don't be afraid of it. That's, that's why God's given you. The, the unique fingerprint that you have is actually God's blessing. He's, he wants to bless this earth, not through his rules, through your fingerprint. Do you know there's, um, there's road rules? Excuse me a moment. I'm not going to the bathroom. I'm just getting a prop. That would have been awkward if you heard a flush. <laughs> Who knows that there's, uh, there's rules when you're driving? <laughs> Ladies, if you didn't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey! Hey! Saw a couple of you chatting. I thought, I better get your attention back. There we go. Who knows there's rules? There's a stop sign and there's a go sign. Just keep it simple. But who knows that they need to be interpreted? So stop doesn't mean stop. <laughs> if you pull up to an intersection and there's a stop sign there, it actually means stop, pause for a second, have a look, and then keep going. You know what I mean? There's actually more layers to that. Imagine if someone actually lived their natural life like we approach our spiritual life. Oh, well, it said stop, so I'm just parked here. Well, what are you supposed to do next? I don't know. I guess God will show me what's next. Cars banking up behind you. If we, if we, adopt, if we drove how we approach God and approach our spiritual life, there'd be, there'd be traffic jams in 10 minutes. Everything would be backed up. You know what I'm saying? You've actually got to put personality. Now, everyone knows this, but this is my point. There's actually a whole story. There's a personality in a stop sign. So everyone knows that if there's no dude holding it, no person holding it, then you stop, just have a look, and then you can go if it's, if it's safe. But even the same stop sign, same thing, same structure, if there's a guy, if there's someone holding it, then it's a different story. Yeah, same stop sign. Beforehand, you could just stop for a second and then keep going. Now, you've actually got to stop for as long as old mate's there. Don't pause for a second and drive through. Because <laughs> there's a D9 behind him coming through in that aisle. No matter how long he's holding that sign, still the same, same rule. Now you stay there for as long as he does that. Till he does these ones. Now go is a go sign doesn't actually mean go. You've you got the green light, but you see a semi coming into the intersection. You, you slow down, you stop. Why? Because it's not absolute. Well, I, I feel like I'm going to die, but I'll just keep going because the sign says green. Like, no. You have to... Inter- no, that was a male voice. Sorry, I... Kristen was, <laughs> hey, let's get the band up. No. 
No, it doesn't matter if the sign's green, if there's a policeman or there's a semi coming. There's a whole myriad of other reasons why even with a green light, even if God says go, you don't. Even if the sign says go, even if the rule says go, you don't go. Or you might slow or you might book or pause. Who knows with double lines? Again, I'm not going to go through every road rule, but who knows? There's double lines, right? You're not supposed to overtake. You're not supposed to breach into that other oncoming traffic. But if a kangaroo comes, if there's a pothole, you know, there's there's just an interpretation of the rule that you put your... Again, that sounds fine. I I want to push that today and call it personality. You're actually putting your personality on the rule. You're actually putting your personality on the, on the law. And God is exactly the same. If this was a person, we'd say, give him a clap for the, um, you know, my assistant. But they're not saying. And I find that us, as people, uh, believers that are, have been looking to God, that we've overemphasized the rules. And I'm not saying break any of them at all. I'm just saying we've overemphasized the rules and underemphasized his personality. It's actually part of his character. The lessons you learn from God are not when he barks an order at you. And you know what? He actually very rarely does. We've interpreted that tone of his voice, but it's not actually in here as often as we think. It's actually the ones we learn, like your parents, aren't when they're just like, don't do that, don't do that, and you've disappointed me. But it's actually the laws and the rules that when they've added colour and flavour to it and said, man, we're going to come out, you're going to help me mow the lawn on Saturday morning. But then afterwards we go into get slurpees or something. You know, like there's an enjoyment even in a hard task because there's personality attached to it. And God is like that. And that's where we have to pursue when it says seeking first his kingdom. That sounds cute and cuddly and religious. That sounds like we can do it on a Sunday morning. But what that actually means is what is, this, what is his character? What is he actually kind of, what is the tone of how we're hanging out with this scripture or with God or what does he want me to, how does he want me to apply it? It doesn't mean just teach my kids the ways of God. That's fine. It can be stern. There can be stern moments. I'm not saying there's not that side to him. But in the personality profile of God, That's one aspect. And we've thought that he was devoid of some of the other actual human aspects of God. Who knows that Jesus wasn't God's rule book. He came and he, he was the word made flesh. Made flesh. I mean, you took the actual fleshly nature. God put his word in it. Why? Yeah, because that's how we need to receive it. Matthew 5.17 And Jesus came this, and this isn't some loose message at all about just like, whatever, we don't need to read the Bible. We absolutely need to read the Bible. You absolutely need your skeleton. We need rules and stop signs. Absolutely. But Jesus came. He said in Matthew 5, 17, he said, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. And that's our role. In other people's lives. We haven't come to tell them what not to do. We've come to show them with flesh what to actually do. If I could get the band up, thank you. 2 Corinthians 3 says this. Do we begin again... 
begin to commend ourselves or do we need, as some others, letters of commendation, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, a letter of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. How good is that? How good is that? That even Moses, the lawgiver, he got him etched in stone. He came down and Moses broke his own rules. (laughs) That was a pun. (laughs) Like, you know, you know what I mean? Just as much as you need personality to interpret the road rules. Otherwise, they can cause as much damage as they save. I want us to approach some real common sense with God. Not treat him like an imbecile. Not treat him like, well, you said stop, so I'm just going to stop and do nothing. For the rest of my life, chaos all around you, traffic jams all around you. Some of your life, some of our lives are looking like that. We can hold up and say, God told us to do something or God didn't tell us to do that. And everyone else is just thinking we're brain dead. You know what? Why? Because we haven't treated God like an actual living human, living person. That he wants to walk with you. He wants to live with you. <laughs> That's where the scriptures, uh, it talked about how even back in Moses' day. I mean, this is even pre-New you know, Testament or whatever, where it's talking about in Hebrews uh, 8... I think I had it written down. It says this in Hebrews 8, it won't be on the screen. It said, For this is the covenant that I'll make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I'll put my laws in their mind, I'll write them on their hearts, and I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. And none of them shall teach his neighbour and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I'll be merciful to to their unrighteousness, their sins, and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. That God wants to know you. We want to know God. He wants to know you. And you're going to find out about him with more of the personality of who he is. You, yeah, there's, there's some real, you can read this and you can actually find out a lot about his nature. But what, when it really comes to life is when you put flesh on it and you start hanging out with him. And that's why some of you are waiting for God to talk to you. And he actually is. It sounds so close to how, he talks, how you talk. You know, we're expecting God to boom the voice and go, oh God, should I do that? No. And we're waiting for Yoda or James Earl Jones, you know, Darth Vader to somehow be God's voice. And because you haven't heard that, you think he hasn't spoken to you. But actually, he's actually talking to you in the nuance and in the, fl- and in the flesh and in the uh, slight adjustments. And so when you're like, God, should I do that? He's talking to you, but he's saying, yeah. And if your heart is for him, you'll actually be like, what do you mean, Lord? He's like, well, it's probably not the best thing for you. See, it's more fleshly. It's actually more relational than we think. Or if you're headstrong and you want to do it anyway and you're just thinking with your flesh and you're like, well, I didn't, he didn't say no, so I'm going to go and do it. And, and you mess up your life. 
And you can say, well, God didn't tell me not to. No, 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 he didn't. Why? Because he's not a robot and neither are you. He's actually your loving father. And so when it, how does a loving father talk? He doesn't talk like Darth Vader. He talks to you how, in the language that we've learned and we hang out with together. And so, but if my heart is for him and I'm saying, Lord, I reckon this is a great idea. I'm going for it. And he's like, parents with older children? How often do we do that? But if, if, if I'm, I can go ahead and still make a mistake. But if, I, if my heart is, oh, Lord, what do you mean? Well, I've probably got something better for you if you just wait. Or there's tone. Lord, I'm thinking about this or this or this. He's like, mate, that's fantastic. Go for that. But it looks impossible, Lord. I know, but I got gotcha. you. But God, I, the only thing I have to step out on is your word because out here it doesn't look like it circumstantially. But, you can, but a loving father, a relationship with flesh on it. And that's a God that's actually like, mate, don't worry about it. I've got you. I know you're standing on my word. I've said it. I know it doesn't look like it, but it will come to pass. I'm with you every step of the way. Step out and go for it. And that's faith. That's faith. Some of you have been waiting for God to tell you no. You know. You know he's already saying no. (laughs) He's just treating you with respect like an actual human being rather than a three-year-old. All right? You still go ahead. It'll mess you up. Or if if you're genuine before him. Right now in this moment, it's great. We're we're thinking about the things of the Lord. Your heart's more receptive. Let's just have an honest moment with God. I can guarantee you already know the inclination of his heart. There's already an idea that you've been dancing with that he's either saying, actually, no, just put it, just actually in your heart, put it aside. Stop trying to argue with me on it. Stop trying to negotiate, just put it aside. It's not mine. There might be, and actually there's probably a few less people, but there's some people that have actually got an idea. You've been going, no, 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 no. Actually, if you're just honest with God, he's like, actually, yeah, it's time. You're like, not yet. I haven't planned enough. And he's like, no, just step out. It's time. God, I thank you so much, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you're a loving Father. You created us. God, there's, there's guidance from you. And Lord, we receive that guidance right now. Lord, I believe right now, right across this room, there's people receiving from you. God, people in here, some of us are blaming others why our lives are mess and Right now, you're just telling them just to look straight to you. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, there. Yeah, you bumped, just bumped into each other in the sandpit. Just look up. There's some people here. You're blaming other people. you just got to look to God. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Doesn't mean it wasn't someone else's fault. There's just no life in that. And he literally just wants to fix you up, clean you up, feed you, and get back onto another adventure. Stop trying to reconcile what happened in the past. It was just too messy. You know that you were there. Just move forward. He's got a great life. He's got a great meal for you. And, uh, and a new great adventure. God, I thank you so much, Lord, that perhaps during something that was done or said here this morning, maybe from something out of your eternal word, Lord, that's, there's been a spark of your love that's just come alive in, in someone's heart here today. If you're here and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, if you're here and you've always thought God was your enemy, but you're actually something about today, maybe from the Bible, that you've realised actually is your friend. Actually, he's your loving father that actually wants the best for you. And you've never responded to him. I'd love to just open up this front right now. If that's you, I'd love you just to come down the front. We'll pray with you real quick. 
and uh, introduce you to a loving God. It's one other group of people that I'd love if you wanted to respond today. And we're going to do this as the band as the band plays. It's just people that you let. You, you know, you, there's. Uh, I, I'm just going to call it a forgiveness moment. Some of you have been blaming God, and you're actually right now. I'm going to give you the opportunity to come back, come for just forgive. Actually, say, Lord, I I forgive you. You're not my fault. You're not my problem. You're actually my saviour. You're actually my, you know, my, my Lord. Or you might, have, you might sense there's something lodged in your heart, unforgiveness towards someone else. You know what I mean? Something bad's happened. But honestly, there's, I'm just going to call this a turning point moment. That if there's something in your life that you need, you need done with, and the clarity maybe of God's love this morning has just made you realise that it's the turning point today to either receive forgiveness, to either give forgiveness... Uh, or to or, or anything along those lines. As the band just continues, they're just gonna. We're just gonna sing right now. If that relates to you, I'd love you to come right out the front right now. I'm gonna pray with you really quickly, and then we're gonna close the service, and then we're gonna have some amazing cafe times. But let's stand to our feet this morning, right now, everyone. Let's just stand to our feet. We're gonna give God a moment. Just sing back to your heavenly Father and allow Him to speak to you right now in this moment.